Monday edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. I hope you've had a good bank holiday weekend praising Her Royal Highness, Her Majesty the Queen. Um, we are back to talk about football. We haven't been able to talk about it since town made their second signing of the summer because of the bank holidays. We went all together and Mr Stewie Watson was off for half term. But we are back on this Monday morning. I am Mark Heath. I'm your host and my two special friends join me. Andy, the Hutchman, Hutch Hogan Warren, first of all, freshly shorn for the summer. Um, Hutchie, looking very good indeed, looking slick. How are you? It really excites you when anyone gets a haircut, doesn't it? <laughs> I get it cut once a month on the dot, shear it back, let it grow again, rinse and repeat. That's yeah. that's the game. That's the cycle. Mate, you know, you've worked with me for many years now. You know I'm a bear of very little brain um, and, and really small things excite me I'm, I'm the i'm your diametric opposite in that regard um so yeah i'd like to i'd like to see you looking sharp my friend yeah we've become this we're coming up to five years of of working together oh we? properly yeah. yeah that's that's 60 haircuts in that time and that's i've been as excited for every single one <laughs> and many more to come <laughs> i'm sure that's that's the that's the beauty of it um someone who doesn't have to worry about haircuts sorry watson um the doctor Stuart watson how's things yeah yeah, yeah, still, still bald. I'm back and I'm bald, balder than ever. Um, back, back, balder than ever. What a catch line! One day, mate, you're going to come back and you won't be, and that will be, and that will oh. be the big, that will be the big shock, the big reveal. He's done I the normal. Seen, you see those videos now that you can get like, uh, like the stick-on ones, can't you? That look really. Have you seen Cole Pilkinson did it yes, in one of the uh, Idiot Abroad episodes? Yeah, they always look so, so excited, and they look really good, but. I can't. I can just suddenly just turn up one day. Like I just suddenly log on to this, and I've got a full head of hair. And we I, just don't talk about it. No one mentions yeah. it. <laughs> You're right, Stu. Yeah, just don't mention it. I like the idea of you, like almost at the Suffolk show, Andy, getting actually sheared, like along with the sheep. It's just you getting. It's if you see the floor of the barbers, mate. It's close. <laughs> it's once once I'm done, it is close to close to that kind of scene. You're nearing that sort of status now, boys, where people would probably pay Hutchie to watch you get Sean at the Suffolk show um, as one of the attractions in the, in the, in the main ring. Get his back reason. done as well. <laughs> his his well, yeah, famously pursuit yeah. back. That's another, that's, a, that's another discussion for another day. But yeah, that is um, something that needs to be addressed. Is it? In, in the summer, as we approach the summer anyway. Cause it's Potentially. Absolutely, absolutely hissing it down at Heath Towers at the moment, boys. Shui, before we get going, obviously you've just had the week off for half term. What was the best thing you did? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I went to see Alan Partridge at the O2. Oh, did you? Yeah, mid midweek. Um, I said it was the best thing I did. I don't know if any of the listeners attended any of, uh, any of the dates, but I was a little bit disappointed, actually. Felt a little bit rushed. Coogan was taking... Chucked, oh, a, chucked a show together to take to it's take the some money coinage. It, it felt a bit a bit lazy. Um, but How does that work then? Is it like um, him kind of interviewing people as Partridge? Oh, well, no, it was it or? was loosely kind of based around sort of Alan Partridge has put together a bit of a, a TED Talk self help kind of thing. But right, the the theme was very loosely adhered to. Um, but yeah, that in, in terms of sort of most exciting things I did, that was that was about it really. A few village fates and jubilee things and stuff like that, but not, nothing wildly exciting. It's tremendous to have you back, Stu. Do you know what I did yesterday on the theme of something exciting? I went to see the new Top Gun film, Top Gun Maverick. 
Good never Lord seen boys. it. No, I know you've never seen Top Gun. We've already discussed this, and you've got no interest in it. And I must say, having rewatched it as a build-up to this, it hasn't really stood up to the test of time. The original Top Gun. Um, there's a lot of underlying themes that I didn't notice the first time around. Should we say, um, as well as a lot of very bad teeth. Clearly, veneers weren't a thing back then. Um, but this one, oh my goodness, what a film! I don't know if, if this kind of thing would interest you, Hutchie. It's it's kind of cheesy and predictable, but in a good way. And the action sequences, because they were all actually filmed flying in these planes, you can see like, the effect of, of the G-forces on the, on the kind of actors' faces uh, as they're going at these incredible speeds doing these manoeuvres. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, is that something that, that would interest you now, Hutchie? Top Gun? Maverick? Uh, not. It wouldn't be top of my list. I mean, I want to know about the teeth. Are the teeth sorted? Now, you don't have bad teeth in Hollywood now, do you? And Cruz very much at the front of that queue. Um, yeah, if you look at a picture of Tom Cruise from about the age of 21 compared to his teeth now, clearly had a lot of work done. But I, I would argue that Tom Cruise is the last great movie star, boys. He's, he's this kind of iconic uber celeb who's always in cracking films. And if, every Tom Cruise film is a bit of an event, isn't it? Um, and I don't think you have those kind of movie stars anymore. They're all a bit, bit more normal and accessible and on instagram and things like that whereas cruz just is still that kind of top tier slightly above a normal human being um in many ways clearly um so yeah i'd highly recommend it friends top gun maverick uh if you if you're looking for something to go and watch brilliant film absolutely loved it um friends let's talk about football because that's also exciting last week on wednesday Ipswich Town made their second signing of the summer. The transfer window hasn't even opened yet. It's not swung open like it always does. Uh, I think that's on Wednesday, isn't it? But they signed Dominic Ball, a veteran, experienced midfielder from QPR. I say veteran, he's only 26. Um, on top of already signing Freddie Ladapo, the striker. Hutchie, I'm going to come to you first. Dominic Ball, what do we make of it? An important piece of the puzzle, I think. Um, mm. A simple footballer, a good person by all accounts win the ball back, give it to others, facilitate a vital cog in in football teams, um, which was maybe maybe missing missing at times. So a, a quite simple summation of him from me, really. Mm. Um but a piece of the puzzle that I think was was very much very much needed. Mm. I want to address, I want to talk about him as a person in a minute because he's he's a really interesting character. I did a, a background on him, went way too deep in, into his career and things that he's done and stuff that he's done off the pitch last week. I found it really interesting. Um, he's going to be a really good interview when we get a chance to speak to him. But purely from a football sense, Stewie, um, what do you make of it as a signing? Purely from a football sense, I'm I'm really excited about this signing um, as much as his kind of off-field character is his on-field stuff. But if we're just mm. talking about the football side of things, I think Andy's mentioned it there. You have to have your water carriers. You have to have some physicality in your team in, in League One. I think we've we've seen that um, during Ipswich's three years in, in League One that when they've come up against Rotherham's and Accrington's and people like that, that there's been times where they've been out fought and, and bullied at times. I think he'll he'll bring a good bit of height, a good bit of aggression, um, and will free up. You would imagine if it's if he's partnered with with Morsi in, in midfield and Lee Evans will, will have something to say about that, of course. That allows Morsi to continue doing the the uh the attack minded job that that he's kind of been converted into un, under McKenna. There's some good versatility in him as well. Obviously, I think mm. he'll have been signed primarily as as one of those holding 
as a, as the sort of holding midfielder that he can he can play centre back. He's he's played right back in his career as as well. Um, but yeah, just ticks so many boxes for me in terms of you know a good age. Twenty six will turn twenty seven in August. Um, has played for Rangers, so he's someone who's kind of primed primed for pressure. I think when you come to playing for Ipswich Town in front of big crowds in League One with a certain expectation on your shoulders. We've seen certain players thrive under that. Others fold under it. I think no no doubts there that Dominic Ball will be able, be able to handle that when you look at his his career and just someone that's got that real hunger in him. Someone who feels like he's still got a, a real big point to prove entering the prime years of his career. So I think this is a really prudent, sensible, good signing for Ipswich Town. Mm, yeah, just on that note, I mean, you, you talk about him being a physical presence he's six foot two he certainly looks athletic doesn't he he looks like someone who can uh can do the, the physical stuff the dynamic stuff that um we know mckenna wants uh, and mentioning they're playing for rangers he played for rangers 30 times in in the uh the season they got promoted back to the premiership and also in that famous upset of celtic in the uh, in the Suff- in the suffolk cup <laughs> the, the scottish cup semi-final. Now that, and that would be, be a, a story <laughs> that would be a story wouldn't it in the suffolk cup um, yeah, on, on penalties, and it, it, there's some great quotes from him about how that was the best year of his life, and that particular game was the best thing he's ever been involved in. You know, the atmosphere, um, the whole feeling they were going to win, despite the fact they were going up against the Celtic side on their way to another title in the league above them. Um, tremendous stuff. Where do you see him fitting, Andy? I mean, I speculated, and Stu just done it there, that the obvious place for him to fit, if he is being brought in to, to contend for a starting spot, would be um, as a partner for Morsi, as a more defensive-minded partner. Um, who's content to let Morsey do the gallivanting forward and he's cleaning up at the back and breaking play up and knocking people asunder if need be. Is, is that is that the obvious place for him? Can you see him contending for that role? Yeah, more, more than contending for it. Um, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he's been brought into at the very least contend for a starting spot there. No mm. doubts about that. Um, I think if Morsey misses games, I think you might... I th- I think his presence will make that a bit less noticeable. You'd obviously bring somebody else into the team to replace Morsi, but I think I think you'd still have a physical presence in midfield if he misses games. And mm. history has shown that Zan Morsi will miss some games due to suspensions at some point. That's the, uh, the an edge that Morsi plays on. So that's him. That's important as well. Um, he played with Andre Dezel a fair amount at the, at the start of last season with QPR. So he, he's kind of played a role for. Um, for Andre, in, in that I obviously didn't watch the QPR games, but all I, all I can imagine there is that his job was to just win the ball, be physical in midfield, and, and get the ball, get the ball nicely to Andre. So um, he'll do that for Morsi, no doubt. And, and Morsi's got that bit more forward thrust than Andre with the ball at feet as well. So um, yeah, a, a good a good signing, um, a bit of a glue guy who uh, who could be a really really important player for the team. I think. You can look at the QPR fans' feedback um, mm. when he left. Is you, a recurring theme is that someone who always gave a hundred percent and was a bit of a fan's favourite in terms of just someone who just gives his all for the team, and and that ultimately is what what fans love to see. And I think it's probably you know the penny has maybe finally dropped to Ipswich that you need somebody like that um, to get you know, as much as you need the other components of, of the team as well. So um, I think him and Morsi, if those two play at any stage, could be, talk about intensity. I think both <laughs> both as characters and playing style 
those two are going to be the intensity twins because Morsi is off the pitch, very intense character on the pitch, very intense as well. And I think Dominic Ball is going to going to mirror that. And um, mm. you know, there have been times where Rotherham have come, have played Ipswich, and I remember people like um, who were the two in midfield, Lindsay and um, Barlaz. is less of yeah, he was more of the of the player. But I was thinking of the two that were really biting at heels. Um, Oh, his name escapes me now. Um, but there was the t- Lindsay was one, and um, he's a good player. Uh, anyway, the two of those when they came to Portman Road and were just smashing into tackles and were just really intense. And um, and I think Ball and, and Morsi could do that. And and Evans is is capable of it as well. But there's, I guess, there's. I mean, we talked about the the potential for Morsi to miss games through suspensions. I guess the bigger question mark is over Evans. We've just had a few little injuries. Mm. Here and here and there as well. So, um, yeah, re- sensible, really sensible signing. I think you're both talking about him as if he's going to start. Is that how you, how you see it? If you ask, if you ask me right now, yeah, yeah. I, there's obviously pieces of the puzzle to come together for Ipswich and a lot to happen over pre-season. But I can I can picture him as an opening day starter. Yeah, mm. and he's got that link to McKenna again, hasn't he? In in terms of McKenna, work with him at Tottenham. Um, so he, he'll be aware of his ability and also his character as a person, which is what I want to come on to now, because he, for a footballer who, who tend to be fairly kind of stereotypical and kind of cut from the same mould, um, Ball has got a really interesting background. He's a he's a published author for a start, which is unusual for a footballer. So like our friend, our absent friend, the big porker, he's a, he's got a book out um, and it's about essentially him and five of his friends, their journey to try and make it as professional footballers. Um, and it's actually raising money for, Sarcoma UK because Sarcoma UK because one of those friends um, unfortunately um, had sarcoma and ended up passing away and as part of that um, Dominic raised something like 130 grand um, charity wise to to pay for for treatment for him overseas because there wasn't anything they could do in this country um, and there was a there was a good interview I watched on on the QPR website actually when the, when the book came out um, about how he as a footballer he has so much spare time. Um, time on the road, time on his own, traveling to games, whatever. And he wants to do something positive with it. Um, I guess other than just playing Xbox or whatever they, <laughs> that footballers would normally do. So not only has he written a book, he's also got a business studies degree, which he's he's, he's done part time uh, away from football. So as a character, he's a bloody, ruddy, bloody, interesting, good bloke, you would say, Stewie. Yeah, as I say, he seems to be quite an, an intense character. That someone who really commits himself to everything that, mm. that he does. Um, okay, I say there's some Morsi compa- comparisons there. I think we saw a picture of Sam Morsi getting on the the club coach with um, what book was that he was holding, Andy? When uh, uh, was, was it lead, about leadership? Was it something yeah, about, sort of about leadership? Self help. I think it was to do with with business and and, and stuff like that as well. So I, it'd be interesting to see how the two of them hit it off as. As players and and people, as well, um, he's highly ambitious. I listened to it. There's a really good interview with um, with Dominic on Talk Sport um, last month, and mm. uh, Andy will vouch for this. I never got round to doing the central midfielders, which might might target because um, I've done strikers and attacking midfielders first and left mm. midfield because they're the sexier positions. Um, but I, after I heard that Dominic Ball interview, I, I mentioned to Andy. I said, I, I, "I really think they might go for him." You know, he's really he just the way well, he spoke didn't. about his book. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the way he spoke about the book, he was just a really interesting character. He was on with Simon Jordan and um, and Jim White, and uh, just someone who's really ambitious, who just talked about his whole journey of being let go by Watford and mm. not quite making it at Tottenham, and and this burning ambition to play in the Premier League, and he's been, his whole dream has been to play for Man United. And he's, everything has been based around him ultimately playing for Man United. So you can imagine the uh, the McKenna and the Pert side of things really probably swayed him because he revealed in that interview, and that was only on what the 11th of May, mm. that he had been speaking to championship clubs and his, you know, I I, I believe I'll, I'll be at a championship club. So Ipswich have, have come to the table and managed to persuade him to drop down a level here. And, uh, you know, the McKenna stuff and the, the Man United stuff has, has probably helped get that deal done. I'm not sure any other managers would, would have got Dominic Ball to, to drop down to Ipswich. So, mm. yeah, really interesting character here. So what you're saying, Stu, is he would have been number one on that list. Had it had it existed, he would have been he would have been top of the list. He would have been on the list. But he just <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't know loads about Dominic Ball until no. I heard that interview. But you, you listened to it and you just thought, what an articulate young man. He just seems to break the mould for footballers and someone that, you know, talked about the academy dream for youngsters and, and the role of parents in sort of managing those dreams of, of youngsters. Um, you talked about his career pathway and falling out of love a little bit with football while he was out on loan at Aberdeen and coming back to his room on his own after training and how that's made him a, a more robust and resilient human being that is what you need to succeed in, in football. So yeah, his character as much as his, on-field ability, which I can only judge by what others have, have said about him, uh, interests me um, mm. in this as a signing. Mm. Can we find out? You mentioned there Sam Morsey's pre-match reading. Can we find out more about that? Because I love the idea of, of Sam Morsey taking the art of war onto onto the coach with him by Sun Tzu, isn't it? Um, so the ultimate kind of pre-match, pre-war battle guide, maybe a bit of Machiavelli in there as well. Um, let, let's do more on that. Um, the obvious question now, boys, as we move on from from the ball signing and, and with the transfer window opening officially this week, is is how many more, Hutchie? They've already got striker. And Stu, we need to talk to you about you about um, your your thoughts on the Dapo, actually, don't we? Because you went around. But they've already got a striker in the door. They've already got a central midfielder. We know this summer really needs to be a lot more focused. And we know the positions they're looking at, left-sided specialist um, and, and maybe another striker. How, how many more do you think they need now, Hutchie? Because they're doing their business very early, which is to be applauded. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is obviously the free agent, the free agent mm. crop, which is being which is being done on the early side. Easier, much easier to do. Um, yeah, to get to get those ones tied up and and done early doors, you kind of have to. But um, they need a left sider. We know that. I think Ball signing probably and and obviously in Darba and and everything there probably alleviates the need to bring in any kind of centre back if if we were even thinking about that, which I don't think we ever thought was the case. Um, I think there's every chance they'll need a goalkeeper down the road, but that would re- that would require Hladky to move on first. So I still think they need another striker, another left sider, and I wouldn't. I I still wouldn't rule out another central midfielder. Hmm. in there in there as well but and, and there will no doubt be more as well um they, they but... need like a, a, i don't know if you're classing sort of an attacking midfielder as that other central midfielder but whether it's selena or yeah know, yeah and that, that... yeah that as well um but I, I i still think it, i still wouldn't rule out another mid midfielder proper mid midfielder 
Is that okay. is that dependent on once he's had a proper look at Harper in preseason? Do you do you now kind of you've got ball in, got Morsi Evans? That's a really solid three there, and then he takes preseason now to have a, a proper look at El Mazzuni, a proper look at Harper, a proper look at Cameron Humphreys, and then and then assess it from there. And, and maybe that one comes if you if you decide that you want to place those players elsewhere. That that may be one for later down the line, possibly if you're looking at a proper yeah. cent- another proper central midfielder. Yeah, I, I still personally, I still think they will bring in another one. That's that, that's my gut feeling on it. But um, yeah, that that probably will require at least one of those to go. I'm sure at least one of those will go somewhere for next season in by some mechanism, be it permanently or on loan. Mm. Um, Siri, while, while you're here and we're talking about signings, we need to get your view on Ladapo as the as, as one of the strikers they've, they've brought in. Um, obviously, we know Hutchie's disgusted by the move. Doesn't want him at the club. Right, I've got my <laughs> right. Do you need do you need the statement again? Do you need it again? Go on, read it again. Oh, you haven't got it. I haven't got it to. I haven't got it to hand. But. Yeah, but uh, Hutchie, you know, elephant in the room, not happy. But um, what what did you make of, of Freddie Ladapo as a signing? And the consensus was when we talked about it last week on the pod is that he is not the. He's not going to be the man, as it were. He's going to be one of the men up front. That the, the main striker signing is. Is yet to happen. Your thoughts, please. He might be the guy. I'm not, there will be another striker, but that's not to say that Ladapo becomes the main mm. striker. Let's not forget how many goals he scored in this division over what three seasons now with Plymouth mm. and Rotherham twice. Last season, you know, he's, he's fired. What did he get? Fifteen last 15, season. Yeah. For a team that got promoted, Ipswich have gone and signed someone that's just scored 15 goals in a team that got promoted from the division that they're going out of on a free transfer. Hmm. Um, and I know there'll be comparisons to say, well, Norwood was a proven goal scorer and Piggott was a proven goal scorer. Norwood hadn't done it at League One level before he came here and Piggott had done it. You know, that was a, a, a one-off season. Is that... Is that fair? Have I have I underestimated that? But it, it scored. Had he done that before for Wimbledon not, at League One level, and not, not to not, that not degree, that level, had he? No. So I think it's a little bit different. If we're talking about the the closest thing to a a surefire hit at this level for somebody who's done it three times in this division in terms of goals, again, I think that's a really sensible, prudent signing. A very different character, I think. Re, you know going by general consensus of those who who know him and have seen him and worked with him. I think he's going to be a bit more laid back. I think there's going to be games where people say he he can look a bit lackadaisical and very very different to everything we've just discussed about Dominic Ball. Um, I remember years ago covering Colchester United and I still Mm. have vivid memories of covering an Essex Senior Cup game and a very young... Freddie Ladapo played played in that and I was sat in it was at one of the Essex non-league grounds Molden or somewhere like that and Freddie Ladapo spent the entirety of the game talking to someone in the stands I think it was his mate or his dad or a family member or someone he was playing up front and you know not even during breaks in play he was sort of turning and having a chat with somebody and, and there have been these kind of as we've discussed in previous ones enough question marks about you know he's really good on his day but there are other Mm. days where he's not on it and you know he handed in a transfer request at Rotherham which obviously led to sort of relationships there they're souring but if there's any manager that you think has got the kind of the empathetic 
man management nature about them to to get the best out of of Freddie Ladapo, then it's Kieran McKenna. I, th- I think we've seen enough of of his emotional intelligence so far to to be able to do that. That he can manage a, a range of of characters, and, and hopefully he can do do the same with Freddie, who is is back down to sort of his neck of the woods now. Someone who's from from this region, and you hope that it's a, it's a marriage in heaven, and and he can score those goals again at this this level for Ipswich. I just think he he strikes me. And this is kind of where I was coming from earlier in the week, last week. I think they've got Robin, and then and there's a bat and there's a Batman. Yes, I love that analogy. Yes, that, that's that's how it feels to me. Robin, very very useful, but perhaps more grounded than Batman, more more just more wholesome than Batman. And I think Ladapo could be could be Robin. And I've just I've just got a feeling there's a Batman out there for for a Batman and Robin. Who's the Batman? Christian Bale. He's the best Batman. <laughs> you're Have you seen the new one though? No. Can you get form to... an opinion? I can form an opinion. And I have. <laughs> you so, can say he's um, the best Batman you've seen so far. Yeah. Well, there's a real Batman out there somewhere, but um, <laughs> I will watch it at some point. I just couldn't get to the cinema to see that one. Fair play. Fair play. Um, I should just mention at this point, in terms of insight into both Ladapo and uh, Dominic Ball, Ross has spoken to, he's done his usual excellent insight videos with fans from uh, Rotherham and QPR, which are now available on our channel, KOA YouTube channel. So go back and watch those. Ladapo, I watched it yesterday. It was interesting, I must say. Um, a lot of a lot of chat about lacking work rate, but scoring goals, somehow kind of getting the goals. Um, and to be fair to the guy, he said that Ladapo is a really, really nice, good character. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he how he meshes, wasn't it? Because in terms of work rate, and you talk about Kieran McKenna never wanting his players to not be running, that wouldn't seem to fit. So you wonder how he's gonna how he's gonna inject himself into this this team. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, boys. I don't know. Yeah, and I think a lot of this <clears throat> football probably at Rotherham has come in, in a front too. Mm. At times, so how how will he adapt to playing if McKenna decides to to go with that similar system? How will he adapt to sort of playing as a, as a lone striker? It might be that that you know in the early days of when when Kieran took over of Ipswich, it, it was the two two up top with one behind. He he may, may plan to sort of go go back to that. Um, that will be interesting to see how he how he adapts to that, of course. Um, but from the clips and things that I've, I've seen of him, he looks like someone that's more than willing to sort of drop deep, start a move, then work hard to get back back into the box to get on the end of something. So um we shall see. But I think Andy's right. There there is another there is another striker to come, I'm sure of it. Batman. We need something need them to, from our sponsors perspective, boys, we now need them to sign someone called Bags as a surname or Sack. Um because then we we can have ball and bags or ball sack. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com. 20 minutes off and free delivery, friends, uh, for all your intimate uh, grooming needs and otherwise. They've got some great boxes, by the way. They've just brought out. Fantastic. Elkin Baggett. Oh, okay. Can, can, yeah. he be work, can you work him into, the, into that? Ball Baggett. Ball. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's possibilities there. What can I say? Ball, Definitely. ball and bag. Ball and back. The bag man. Yeah, I like it. Um. We've got to half an hour now, friends. There's really only one other thing we've got to discuss this week, other than the signings. Um, but as a small aside, we've got to play Andy Warren's Kit of the Week over your right-hand shoulder. Mm. Um, last week was Olympiacos, as I recall. Um, 
what is this one? So it's for those of you not watching, it's a uh, it's white with orange trim. It's red um, actually, but it is oh, red. Is it? Yeah, it might be coming across a bit orangey. I don't what's think that, you're going to get this. What's one. that sponsored? It's, it's, it's made by Nike. Yeah, and then yeah, it's well, a green well done, sponsor mate. on the front. WVK. Is Dutch. That right? Is it Dutch? In in a kind no. of a, a green. No. It's WWK. Okay. See, if you could read the word, you're not going to be able to read that. If you could read the word underneath, you'd know what country it's from, but you can't. So, okay, I've got absolutely no idea, um, which isn't unusual for me. Stewie, any any guesses? No, is it an away kit, Andy? No, no, I'm out. It's Bundesliga, mm. Augsburg. Oh, of course, obviously. Now you say it. Mm. I just woke up one day and thought, I need, I need myself an Augsburg kit. I've been to it. I've been to Augsburg. I've been to, a, I've been to a football match. I've, I've told you about when I, when I got hooked in by the police in Augsburg, haven't I? Is this for ticket? Was it alleged ticket fraud? Is this where you got arrested at gunpoint? Uh, yeah, that was in Augsburg. Wow. On the station platform. And you got to see the game still, did you? After they'd uh, Just about, you? yeah. Just about did made they, it in. Did they haul you off to the station or did you manage to talk your way yep. out of it? No, did. went to the station, fingerprints, Bloody all hell. sorts. What's it, like the... having a gun... What's it like having a gun pointed at you, Hutchie? It's quite scary, mate, if I'm honest. <laughs> big, lots of big lots of big people. It, for what they were accusing me of doing, which I did not do, mm. a little over the top. Story. I don't know if we've done this on the pod before, but it's, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay. All, all it is, it's probably 20, 2015... We were staying in Munich. I really wanted to go watch a Bayern Munich game, but they weren't playing. But Augsburg is this lovely little town in Bavaria, not too far out. So I thought I'll drag my wife along to that. So off we go yeah. on the on the train. Um, they come round, on the German trains. They kind of come round. They came round, scan the ticket, and now kind of it, it all falls into place. Like they scan my ticket, and there were a few looks between the. Uh, between the people, the, the train people, and didn't say anything. Yeah, we we continued on our merry way, but got off the train at Augsburg station and we met by probably six big, well, all bigger than me, obviously. I'm five <laughs> foot seven, but big policemen with with guns who kind of boxed me off, circled me off. Vicky just walked off; she was fine in the clear. But um, see ya. They, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she just went off and had a drink. But um, no, then no, she we got surrounded got surrounded by these guys with gunpoint, and they were like accusing accusing us of um fraud fraudulently um gaining our tickets because you have to give you had to give ID to buy the tickets and I for the train, train yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, it was tra- only for train for a relatively short train journey. It based basically going from Ipswich to Chelmsford, kind of essentially. That's heavy, um, isn't it? Christ, it is. So got marched off to the police station, which was just round the corner. It wasn't very far, so it was not very far. Went round the <laughs> corner, did all the uh, fingerprints and, and stuff, um, showed them all my confirmation of have like, look, I've got you email. Here's my email confirmation. I've bought you. I've bought this train ticket. It's in my mm. name. It's got my name on it. Um, and eventually, after a very, very long process, we eventually came to the conclusion that the reason this had happened is because I'd ended my confirmation, some some part of this confirmation I'd ended with the email address .com when my actual email address is .co.uk. Oh. And 
and Andrew Warren in Las Vegas uh, had contacted the German police because he had received this confirmation email. Oh, wow. Uh, And he had gone well over the top, contacted the German police, claiming that he was having his identity stolen because he had been receiving confirmation emails for because I think he, I think he had had a bad experience in Germany before, right? From what I gather, um, and then he contacted the German police about it, got very very uppity, and thus they came came and found me on the platform. Wow! All a bit over man- the top. You managed to sort that all out and still get and see the game. Yeah, didn't get didn't get to have the nice afternoon in Augsburg that we were after. Lovely town if you're ever there. Mm. Re- really nice Bavarian town, but um. Yeah, a little bit heavy-handed. I did then send an email to the .com at version of Andrew Warren afterwards just to thank him for <laughs> the additions to our holiday. But um, yeah, all good fun. And I got that Augsburg shirt. So there you go. Happy, what happy a day memories. for everyone. Yeah. It also means, of course, now they've got your your fingerprints touched, you can't commit any further crimes in Germany. At least not unless you're wearing gloves. Exactly. Exactly. And that has limited me. <laughs> limited the war and criminal empire yeah um right friends that's an excellent story an excellent aside one more thing to talk about last week wednesday while well, i was waiting for Ipswich town to confirm the dominic ball signing which uh dragged on a bit shall we say i ended up watching wes burns playing for wales in poland on s4c very aggressive harsh language welsh i must say um in terms of commentary uh but wes Played tremendously, I thought. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of this. Um, I watched the whole game in the end as I was waiting for uh, for the uh, the announcement. Um, but we should we should pause to mention this because it's a big thing for Wes. Obviously, his Welsh debut, um, and I would say he's one, he was one of the better players on the pitch. Departed with Wales up one nil. Johnny Williams, formerly of this parish, excellent goal. Obviously, they ended up losing two one. Um, but I thought it'd be worth reflecting on, um, boys. Hutchie, did you did you see any of Wes? Is a uh, his twinkle-toed scampering feet were out. He went very close to scoring in the first half, playing on the left, um, unusually. So town have solved their left-sided problem, maybe. Um, would give them a big issue on the right. Um, hmm. But what have you seen it, Hutchie? What did you make of it? Uh no, I didn't I didn't watch it. Good, but, um, excellent. But but very pleased. Very pleased. Yeah. I, I was doing other things on Wednesday. Um international friendlies are not my bag. But, uh, <laughs> to be fair, uh, I wouldn't have been watching it otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm really pleased for him though because what an amazing two months or so he's mm. had at the end of a equally impressive season as a whole. It's, it just seems to be on a weekly basis. Um, something new and wonderful happens in the life of of Wes Burns from well every award he could possibly win, Team of the Year, top scorer, um, new contract, Wales call up, Wales debut. He didn't make the bench sheet for the game yesterday but now Wales are going to the World Cup as well um it's not a bad not a bad little run for for Wes he could be playing in the World Cup boys and what would that do to Town's chances next season what was he like on the left Mark I was interested was yeah, he good was he going on the outside of people was it was there he was more cut, he was cut, cut, cutting no, inside was, a bit more he was, he was cutting back in a lot um but a lot of those sort of trademark burn scampers where he just surges forward um, he looked dangerous pretty much every time he, he got the ball, I must say. I was very impressed with him. Um, I was kind of surprised, actually, after that showing, that he then didn't make at least the bench for, for yesterday's game. I thought that w- he would be um, mm. a bit of a shame. I think that probably just represents where he's come from, doesn't it? He's, he he, mm. had, he didn't make the initial... He needed injuries for him to make the initial squad, so they've, yeah. they've had a fairly solid core with Wales for some time. But 
now he's on their on their radar. He's had a, he's he's been in a squad. He's played a game. They've got three more games to come. Mm. He's got every chance of of making a, a squad for the World Cup now. I'd say he's in a much much better position than he was two weeks ago for for that. And um, I think it's probably on probably on him now. Um, if he keeps on delivering. Him. He's had a bit of time to get in Gareth Bale's ear as well, which is, uh, <laughs> which is useful. Key. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then we can sort the left sided problem out. <laughs> um, Imagine that! Wow, he's just going to be on a. Now Wales have qualified as well. Mm. Not that he needed any greater motivation going into next season. There was already, you know, I think McKenna's already been in his ear about, you know, making sure there's no second season syndrome and you've done great, but you've got to now take it up a notch. Um, But that little carrot of a World Cup coming up midway through the season, you would hope means that he starts next season as he he finished the last. So um, great news for Ipswich, I think, with, with Wales qualifying. Could be playing England, of course. They're in England's group. I think it's November 29th, that game, um, Wales-England. So, Hutchie, you've already uh, put your name forward bravely to go and cover the World Cup, should we need anyone to. You said, I don't care that it's hot. I will make that sacrifice. I will shave my back just to go and cover that. I would, that I would shave I would shave my back before <laughs> going to Qatar. The, I'll be honest, The as a travel destination, the Middle East has not ever no. really tickled me not bothered about Dubai anything like that but I would I would happily I would do I would do that for for the sake of hmm. of the newspaper the website the podcast I'd do it you're, you're a good man you're a good man uh, rising from that and it has been something that has been mentioned a couple of times already even though he's he's since signed a new contract is there any concern about Burns this summer do you feel like because obviously now he's 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 made his international debut as well and looked really good um, clearly, one of the better players in League One last season, scooped towards a, you know plenty of them. Um, is there any any concern from you boys that maybe there might be people coming a calling for Wesley this summer? Not un, not unduly from my point of view. I don't I don't think um, Wes Burns has made the Wales squad and made a Wales debut on the back of playing for Ipswich Town as a vital player in League One. I think mm. the best place for him to be would to be an every week starter playing for Ipswich Town under a manager that trusts him, under a manager he trusts. Um, I don't think this will change an awful lot, if I'm if I'm honest. There may well be teams that have a little look, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried about no, that. No, I've, I've got no worries about that at all. I think if, if there had been any doubts, in, any thoughts in his mind about getting in a move, he wouldn't have signed that that contract. Same with Wolfenden was someone that the only one that we kind of thought maybe might be in that position that someone might, might come calling. But don't underestimate players being settled and happy and enjoying their football. You don't walk away from that um, willy-nilly. And I think, you know, Wolfenden and Burns have both just enjoyed their best six, 12 months, um, you know, of football for for a long, long time. So um, they've signed their contracts and and I don't think they'll be going anywhere now. Mm, There you go. Then the boys guaranteeing that Wes Burns isn't going anywhere this summer. A lot of people will be will be pleased about that. Hutchie, before we take our leave, I've got to ask you: When are you ever going to make that flat pack furniture that's that's sitting behind you? (laughs) Uh, That is up to my four year old. Um, Wow, that is a that is a um, an an addition to her new bed, which is a well, I say new. It's not new anymore because you've been looking at it for six months. Best part of Um, it's a desk that goes under the bed, but she's quite enjoying the whole. That is there at the moment as a little okay. hidey hole. So yeah. until she until she decides she's ready to have a desk in there, this is where it lives. 
as it should be entirely up to her. Um, friends, have you got anything else you want to discuss before we take our leave? It's only been a 40 minute one this week. Just a couple of things to discuss. Who knows? We might be back later this week, depending on what happens, but anything else you want to add friends? I just think it's good that they, Ipswich have got a couple of deals done really early. Every summer you hear managers say, yeah, we want to get our, our business done early. We want to get people in before pre-season. Um, but Ipswich have, have done that with a couple. There'll be there'll be more to, to come and some deals just aren't possible because of the domino effect um, further down the line. But to get sort of two important pieces of the jigsaw in early is, is massive. We know that obviously, you know, the frantic nature of last summer left left everyone sort of chasing their tails a bit going into the season. We've talked a lot about Wes Burns there. I think he was the first one in the door, wasn't he? He, I think Mm. he was one of the very, there was only a handful of senior players that actually started pre-season last year. And there's probably no coincidence that he's gone on to be one of Ipswich's most important players because pre-season is where you get physically primed, where you get technically primed by the, by the, the manager as well. So, I think that this this bodes really well for Ipswich that they're going to be going into the start day one of pre-season um, with the bulk of their squad in in place and even just giving you know even giving people like Ball and um, Ladapo time little things like getting time to actually find a house you know all pre-season last year we're talking to players and players were coming into pre-season have you found a house yet oh yeah I viewed that one as well are you going to go for it and it's not great, is it? You know, we talk mm. a lot about these people as footballers, but as, as human beings, when you you when when your life is unsettled, you're not being your best to your job. So, ho- hopefully that um, hopefully that's that's uh, not going to be the case this time around. Mm. When do they come back for preseason, boys? It's the next couple of weeks, isn't it? We know. I don't know an exact date, but it's soon. It's, um, are, they he- are they heading straight long. off to Lough- heading straight off to Loughborough? That's where they're going to be a little camp, isn't it? I'd be surprised if they literally went straight to Loughborough. That I'm sure yeah. they'll come back and have pre-season testing at Ipswich and 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 sort of get get on deck in Ipswich and then head off together as a group to the bleep test. Loughborough. Of course, day one. Can we finally get an insight this year into who wins the bleep test? Who's your money on? Who's the fittest player in town squad? Would you say fittest player? You're um, probably looking. You're probably looking at midfielder, aren't you? Covering a lot of ground. Dominic Ball probably have to be up there. Caden Jackson, fastest. Caden Jackson's got got a standard chance, hasn't he? In terms of fittest, someone like Connor Chaplin's like the Duracell yeah. bunny who just runs for yeah. days, doesn't he? Um, so that'd be interesting. Burn, Burn Burns would be a good bet from my point of view, but he's yeah, going to get out of all. He's going to get out of all of that stuff, isn't he? Because he's going to be. Uh, he'll still be away with with Wales by that point playing games. So I think he might be the envy of a few of his teammates yeah. this summer who not only has he gone away and got an international cap and might go to the World Cup, but he's probably not going to have to do quite the same amount of fitness work because uh, he's been playing all summer. So, uh, What's that? The the bleep test? No, nah, sorry, I'm, I'm playing for my country, boys. Um, I'll, leave, I'll leave that one to you. Um, if, you if you're looking for ideas, by the way, and I know, I know Marcus at town always looking for ideas, pay-per-view bleep test. Um, first day of uh, pre-season, I'd watch that. I'd play a fiver for that. Um, there you go. You have that one for free. <laughs> right then, friends. Um, that brings us to the end of a short Monday edition of the Kings of Anglia podcast. Uh, just a reminder before we go to support our sponsor, um, 
at Manscaped. Use the code carry at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. As I say, they've just launched a new range of boxer shorts, of which I have a couple of pairs, and they are tremendous. I can highly recommend them. So uh, you can get 20% off and free delivery with that code KOA. Uh, and also support us across all our social medias, Kings of Anglia on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We will take our leave now. Who knows? We may be back later on this week. We're hopefully... We'll be talking about town signing their Batman. Batman ball bags they'll be signing later this week. Um, Fingers crossed. Have a great start to the week, friends. And we'll speak to you again next time. From true crime to football, Brexit to postal. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.